You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Under center, Fields, 35 seconds left. Fake the pitch. Fields looks, floats it, end zone, bobble! He snags it, but he didn't get in. Mooney is short of the goal line. Washington has come up with a defensive stand. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Ian Eagle on Westwood One, and yes, in fact, Washington did that more than once. The Bears had three trips inside the five-yard line and no points. And coming up here momentarily, we're going to head to Chicago and welcome a Commanders insider who's there at the game. So we'll get the lay of the land. Yes, it's a win, and it ends a four-game losing skid. But at the same time, uh, there there's so much swirling around the Commanders right now. Uh, so we'll talk to Ben Standing of The Athletic and our Washington, D.C. affiliate, 106.7 The Fan, whenever he's ready. Producer Carlos, can you tell me when? Is he ready now? Okay, got it. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need to cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. Ben, thanks so much for a couple of minutes, especially since it's been a long evening for you. How would you describe the game that the Commanders just survived and won? Well, yeah, I appreciate the time, and thanks for your patience. Um, how would I describe it? I mean, this day has felt like a week. This week has felt like a month, and this game sort of just fits in perfectly with all that. It was ugly, chaotic, bizarre, and uh, for a rare time for this team, they came out with a win, either <laughs> on or off the field. So, um, truly bizarre. I mean, the fact that, like you said, that they held the Bears – to zero points despite being inside what the 10 or the red zone on three occasions is is fairly wild i still don't even understand how uh, darnell mooney didn't somehow get the ball over the goal line right. he was landing right on it but didn't <laughs> do it and they win a game with carson wentz throwing for 99 yards i i really don't quite know how they did it but i, I think they're probably lucky they were playing the bears tonight no offense to them but not exactly a juggernaut these days so uh, it almost feels like a perfect way to cap off an insane week for this team. Mm, yeah, we'll talk about everything swirling around them even before they got onto the field. But looking at this game and knowing what you know about their first six weeks, what are the biggest issues for the commanders right now, Ben? Well, I mean, I think on offense, the offensive line has been kind of in shambles for most of this uh, year. That They're already down three starters from week one. And the, as we saw tonight at times, they were giving up this easy uh, pass rush 
uh, pressure, and Carson Wentz, among his concerns, is that he's got kind of a jittery presence in the pocket, and that really is stifling a lot of their offensive production. They were able tonight, as we saw, get Brian Robinson in in his most extensive work since Mm -hmm. he uh, returned to to football, and I think that's going to help them a lot. But right now they just are really struggling to sustain drives. You know, I mean, look, they, they, they scored, what, 12 points, right? I mean, that's, that's hardly going to be good enough against teams, you know, what better teams that they have coming up like Green Bay next week. So I think that's the biggest thing. The defense has actually played pretty well the last three to four games at this point. So there's some positive signs there. But the offense, they really got to figure out a way to start generating some points. Just as a side note, 12 points is all the Colts managed last week in winning in overtime. So that's back-to-back Thursday night football games where the winner has only managed 12 points. Uh, so, yeah, a little bit nuts. So the product that we've seen to start off uh, these weeks of football. Ben Standing is with The Athletic, covering the Commanders, also with our D.C. affiliate 106.7 The Fan, and still in Chicago following Thursday night football. It's after hours on CBS Sports Radio. Brian Robinson may be the bright spot, the highlight, certainly a story that goes far beyond football. What have you seen and and heard from his teammates as he's come back from not even seven weeks ago being shot twice in the leg? Yeah, I mean, I think it's still kind of uh, an insane scenario. I think everybody's pretty inspired. I mean, watching this, you know, it's funny. He's pretty nonchalant about the whole thing. I mean, We've only been had a chance to really talk to him, you know, on the record, uh, you know, as reporters over the last week. But, you know, we've been in the locker room for several weeks now since he returned, and you wouldn't have any idea that this is that this guy just went through this. I mean, he's pretty, wow. you know, casual about it. And uh, his teammates, uh, you know, recognize, you know, how incredibly lucky he is. And I think he does as well, clearly. But, um, you, know, you know, the, the yeah, I think they, they take a lot of inspiration from that, and you know, in terms of just the football side of it, he really looked sharp um, during training camp and in the preseason. You know, he he he's been their starting running back in his first two games in the NFL, both coming after, as he said, he was shot twice. I mean, that's pretty insane, but it also says a lot about what he showed this team during uh, the summer, and that you know, I think we saw some of that translate tonight. Mm. Ron Rivera admittedly had a really bad day on Monday and has taken ownership of his comment in which he essentially said that quarterback is the reason why the commanders are a losing team and aren't uh, sitting right there with the other teams in the NFC East and competing. Now, he did try to explain it. I know he apologized and he obviously spoke to the team. But what what do you make of that moment? Is just it not generally what you hear from Ron Rivera. Yeah, he's been known to have a, a gap or two for sure. That's what this was. Um, I think all of us in the room kind of knew what he meant, but he, you know, you, you can't say why, why. Why are you guys trailing the other teams in your division and give a one-word answer of quarterback without explaining it? Uh, uh, Matt Paris from the Washington Times did a good job of following up on that, and then. It just kind of kept pecking away. It's, it's, it, I mean, the thing about it is, those of us on the beat know he has been very defensive of, of anybody criticizing Carson Wentz. Yes. Team president a few weeks ago came there and kind of savaged somebody who was criticizing Carson Wentz. They've really gone out of their way to defend this guy. And I know Carson Wentz is an easy punching bag. He's not been fantastic this year, but he's not been terrible. He's definitely not 
the, the sole reason that they've been bad. So I get why the outside world just assumed that's where Rivera is going. Uh, regardless, he clearly, you know, created a, 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 a you know distraction for no reason other than just he, I, I don't know, had a, a mental lapse or something there for a minute. And I don't know what he was doing. Mm, what did he mean? I mean, you said that for those of you who are around him a lot and you hear him a lot, you kind of understand what he was trying to say. So what was he trying to say? Well, that's what's funny. What he was trying to say, to be honest, doesn't really make a lot of sense. <laughs> but what he was trying to say is that in the, in the time that he has been there, so he arrived in 2020, they have not been able to build around a quarterback, which is true because yes. they've, they've gone through several different quarterbacks. Wentz is their best one they've had so far in terms of at least just pure talent. But the part that doesn't make any sense is he's then pointing to the other teams in the division that they've had this opportunity, which is not really true. I mean, Dallas, yes, has had Dak Prescott, but he also hasn't been playing this year, as we know, for the last several weeks. Um, And Cooper Rush, a nondescript backup, is, you know, winning all the games. Uh, The Giants, nobody is that excited about Daniel Jones, (laughs) but also he is, with a first-year coach this year, learning a new system. So that's the same level as Carson Wentz. Um, and even with Philadelphia, I mean, look, Jalen Hurts has been having a very good year, but there were a lot of questions about him coming in uh, so into the season. So it was a weird point. I just think Rivera's been frustrated that they haven't been able to get this most important of positions. And, you know, there probably is some frustration that Carson Wentz hasn't completely, you know, uh, solved all their problems. But, yeah, I don't know what he was trying to say exactly. I mean, that's, that's what he was trying to say, but his point still doesn't quite make sense. Mm. What do you make of the report then that came out on Thursday that obviously set Rivera off post game that it wasn't him, but it was Dan Snyder who pressed for Carson Wentz? Because I swear, I felt like this whole thing would have essentially died after the game. You know, we, we move on so quickly in the NFL. There's so much happening in the news cycle. But man, that just added fuel to a fire to embers that maybe were about to go out, but weren't quite there yet. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen someone passionately stake a claim that they wanted a player who most people uh, who pay attention to the league would think you wouldn't want to stake a claim to saying you wanted this guy. Uh, but but uh, I believe that Ron Rivera did, in fact, w- w- was behind this, this move. Again, it's easy. You, you hear Dan Snyder supposedly wants this guy. Dan Snyder's been a meddling owner for the majority of his career, and, and most of the time when he's meddled, it's been a mess. Uh, And he's done that as recently as uh, the 2019 draft when he, you know, wanted them to take Dwayne Haskins when the rest of the organization didn't. But in this case, I really do think Rivera was uh, the one who wanted it. And, uh, you know, why he was so angry about it, I I don't I don't know exactly. I think it was a combination of being, uh, you know, fired up because they just won. And, you know, he's probably just had enough of all this. But, you know. He, uh, the spoiler for him, there's going to be more coming. There's always more coming. It never ends. Mm. And that's that's what he and everybody else has to deal with. Maybe a little embarrassed, too. A little defensive because it is bringing back up what happened earlier in the week and the fact that that he still he put himself into the middle of it by what he said uh, on Monday. Ben Standing is with us from Chicago after the Commanders win, and yet it's not... Not a lot of mirth around them. Not a lot of excitement around it right now. He covers the team for The Athletic. And also, uh, you can hear him on 106.7 The Fan, our CBS Sports Radio affiliate in D.C. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, the, the Dan Snyder chants, 
sell the team. They were behind Brian Robinson on the, the Thursday night football post game on Amazon Prime. So he's talking about getting shot and coming back. And in the background, you can hear the fans sell the team. Uh, obviously, Al Michaels addressed it as well on Prime. We we played that here last hour. How loud are the calls there uh, for someone who lives in, in, in the market, covers the team extensively? How loud is that noise getting, Ben? Oh, well, on the one hand, it's deafening. And on the other hand, it's quiet, meaning so many people have checked out that they just don't even care anymore. But, yeah, I mean, it's been – people have been calling for this forever. I mean, what, what's happened over the last – couple of years as there's been these investigations into the organization has certainly brought a new a new focus on this but you know from a purely football perspective it's been a mess you know for basically his entire time and uh, you know look I grew up in the area I was a fan of the team growing up and it is insane to think where they've fallen and mm. it doesn't it just doesn't seem like it's going to remotely get any better anytime soon and, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think a lot of this, what was in this report today, is an interesting report, absolutely. It was some really interesting details. For, I think for those of us on the beat, a lot of it was kind of a rehash with things we've already kind of known. But regardless, um, you know, it's, this is where we're at. It just never ends. And, you know, it's something we, we all have to deal with. And everybody else can just sort of laugh at us, which I get it. How much do you believe that his – role with the team even though he's been suspended and not supposed to be part of day-to-day operations but his role and the way he's run the team has to do with the the fact that they haven't been able to find any type of any type of success in recent years yeah i mean it's it's a it's a it's a kind of a vicious cycle we have here um because you know in terms of the football side of things you know the more this goes on like he's had some interesting coaches that he's brought in over the last, you know, during his tenure, you know, Ron Rivera among them. But there's always a a ceiling that's sort of capped Mm. because of Dan Snyder's presence. I mean, even in the case of, say, Ron Rivera, right, I mean, he he has had some success at Carolina. He's also had the losing seasons in eight of his 11 years, but he's never had front office responsibilities before. And in order to get a guy like Rivera – Snyder had to give him those responsibilities. And part of the issue with Washington is looking at their personnel. And it's really not, you know, it's, it's not as deep as they probably wish it was from where they started a few years ago. So it just all kind of just keeps going and going. And, um, yeah, I, 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 the, 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 I mean, the other weird part of all this is Snyder doesn't make himself available ever. Um, I've covered the team full time since 2015 and, several years sort of in a freelance way before that i have never spoken to him wow um, i've only been in the same room with him i can count on the number of times on one hand he's just not around and uh you know it just makes it i don't know if that matters to the players they probably see him but um you know just in terms of the, the everything else it's just it's just another sign of this weird sort of dysfunction and uh yeah i mean it's it's it, I, you know it's one of the things i would i would I would cry if I didn't want to, you know, if I really yes. just wanted to, uh, you know, immerse myself in the thought of just how insane this is. Not, not, I'm sort of kidding about me, but I know so many of my friends and family who are just beyond uh, annoyed, uh, angry, or at this point maybe even just you know, apathetic mm. over the whole situation. 
Before I let you go, Ben, I just want to preface this question by saying I'm a huge Ron Rivera fan, and I don't believe that it's ever as simple as being a coach's fault. And as you mentioned, he does have some administrative responsibilities and and certainly some say over the roster. Is his job in jeopardy? I don't think so. Uh, you know, I... I mean, look, they, they, they won this they won this game. However, it was one they did they did win. <laughs> and one thing about Rivera's teams, like the last his first two years here, the first year they started one five, ended up finishing seven and nine, which happened to be good enough that year to win a terrible NFC East. Last year they were two and six, then ripped off four in a row to actually be in the position to be a wild card team, only for injuries and a COVID outbreak to kind of take them down. So I, I think in their mind they're still in this, but here's the problem: we're, you know, just getting back to 500. Even let's just say that's a possible. I know it's a 17 game, so there's no 500. But just <laughs> in, in, you know, in terms of just getting back to that middle, you know, that's not enough. Like when are they moving to the next level? And I think that's where, you know, regardless of what happens the rest of this way, I could see at the end of the year there being a discussion about his future, but I don't think it's anything that's imminent uh, now or, or, or even during the season. Mm, okay, because uh, that's all they need is a little more drama, a little more controversy uh, around the <laughs> right. team. Although it seems like, Ben, you operate at this level. I mean, what would you do if they were actually a winning team and there was no drama? Would you even know how to write or how to cover the team? <laughs> it, no, I don't. I, so many of my colleagues at the Athletic, they'll like, you know, hit me up on our Slack Slack thread, and they'll say, like, I can't even understand how you deal with this. <laughs> um, you know, all that. But on the other hand, it's never boring. Like, True. I know there are some teams where, you know, there's not much happening, um, and that's a whole other uh, situation. <laughs> you know, fortunately, I don't really have much of a life, so I, I can just stay on top of this thing <laughs> at all times, and you have no choice but to do just that. Right, exactly. It's all-consuming. You can find Ben on Twitter at Ben Standig, S-T-A-N-D-I-G. Covers the Commanders and the NFL for The Athletic. Also with our affiliates in D.C., Team 980 and 106.7 The Fan. And I love the name of his podcast, Standig Room Only. That's fantastic, Ben. You are welcome back anytime. Thank you so much for a couple of minutes after Thursday Night Football. Hey, Amy, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. <laughs> Good stuff with Ben. Seriously, that's the name of his podcast, Standig Room Only. And it took me a couple times saying it out loud. I mean, I get it by seeing it, but that's cool. Very clever. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.